It's Mark and Shane on the Gentleman's Club. Hey everybody, Mark Myra and Shane Allen here on the Gentleman's Club uh, podcast. So Shane, we uh, we figure um, we have like, I think it's like 10 years close to that. Maybe 8, 10 years worth of podcasts saved up that, that we've put out before um, that are not currently available. So we figure uh, it's, I think it's still ours, right? What's the zoo gonna do? What are they gonna like? They didn't give us contracts. They can't say shit. Right? No, I mean they fired us over budget, so there's no way they have it in the budget to sue us. Right? Yeah. So, right? Because the budget, it's the budget. And it's not because they're <laughs> shitty scumbags. Um. So we have all of these old podcast episodes that we figure we'll just slowly release every week, right? Sure. So I got. I feel like I have to put a disclaimer. I'm not gonna listen to the all these through. These were things that were said seven or eight years ago. Okay, look, maybe we did these podcasts in blackface. Who knows? Hmm. I'm just putting a disclaimer out there that this is Mark and Shane from seven, eight years ago. Mm. Possibly, possibly. Yeah, we were young, spry, employed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We had, uh, you know, we had the green in our ears. Is that what that is? We were green behind the ears? We were green in the bean. What is that phrase? It's like you're new. You have a... you had a dick green in your horn. Mouth. No, you're long. Long in the tooth long is the old. Tooth. Okay. Green in the green in the ass. Uh huh. No, it's just green. You're Th- green. That's a Cardi B there. <laughs> yeah, you're just green. Okay. We were green. There's All something right? behind the ears. Uh, Anyways, listen to these podcasts. You yeah. Stupid ass. Yeah. So here's. <laughs> um, also, you can go to magicspoon.com. Yep. Um, which is, uh, I mean, you you're the one that actually has it. What? Yeah, dude. I so this was a big purchase I made right mm-hmm. before I got unemployed. Uh, which I have I've been feeding off of Magic Spoon. This has been they've been uh, saving my life. Oh damn. You know, but this is a it's a healthy food. It is uh it is a tasty cereal. I recommend getting the the they make like a four pack of them and grab those and see which one you like and then you get it individually. But it's like as far as guilt-free foods go, this is it. Yeah, on the box, I'm looking at the box it says high protein, keto friendly, gluten-free, yeah. grain-free, soy-free. Is soy bad now? Mm. Soy's bad. I thought oh, being people, a soy boy was a good thing. People are allergic to it. There's some okay. people are allergic to it. Soy free, wheat free, mm-hmm. naturally flavored, delicious, and it's it, and it says cereals from your childhood, like those flavors, like like tricks and Fruit Loops and all that bullshit. Yeah, which is it's tough. I don't know about you, Mark. When I go and I buy the the Wegman cereal, I feel like such a fucking loser. When I buy like the kids cereal, oh, I because people I got kids. People, though. Well, yeah, but people look at me and they're like, "This guy doesn't have kids." Yeah, they're like, "This guy is just he's gonna eat this Reese's Puffs in his car. He's gonna pour the milk into the bag and he's gonna be eating it with his hand." Sure, he's a savage. So this one, you feel like an adult still. It's tasty. Uh, I, I I've been eating the the frosted is what I got now. It is tasty and uh, yeah, it, it's probably the healthiest thing I've done while I'm, I'm unemployed. <laughs> Because if it's not Magic Spoon, I've just been eating nothing but cheese. Nothing but cheese. So here's the deal. Magicspoon.com. Make your order. Use the the offer code the club. You get No uh, space. Yeah, no space. One word. The club. And you get you know, you get a discount. Well, I think it's like a fifteen percent discount on it. Yeah. And then it helps out the show. We get some you know, we get kicked back some money from Magic Spoon. And then if you don't like it, they got a happiness guarantee and you can just be like, I want my money back. They still give us a cut and that's all that really Are matters. Are you gonna do that? Am I gonna happiness guarantee them? 
Are you happy with the product, Shane? If I don't get another job. Yeah. You'll have to. In the next week. You'll have to. I'm going to tell them how fucking unhappy I am. <laughs> So that's the deal. Magicspoon.com. Use the offer code the club. Buy the most expensive thing. Uh, do the happiness guarantee. Get your money back. We are supported for one more week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, now and now we'll get uh, we'll do the the podcast. So this is uh, I don't even know. It's from years ago. All right. Here's uh, here's some old. Uh, I don't even know. I don't know. Uh, Here it goes. I'm gonna pick it later. <laughs> <laughs> Here it goes. Have fun. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Hello, friends. Mark Myra here. Shane Allen here as well. Welcome to the Gentleman's Club podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. I think we're at number nine now. Wow, we have um, nine people? I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know how many. Oh. Sub- we have zero subscribers. Oh, number nine in the Gentleman's Club the title name Gentleman's podcast. Club. All right. We're you do it. it. We're moving Shane, on up in the world. You started at seven. Okay. Yeah, we we're slowly moving back. <laughs> You uh, doing anything for New Year's Eve? Got s- some plans? Oh, yeah. Uh, going out to Canisius Lake, because uh, no better time of year to be out on the lake. They than, do the Ring of Fire thing, they, right? Or is, or is that 4th that's of July? 4th of July, yeah. I don't know. The only Ring of Fire that's going to be happening is in my britches, because I'm going to eat a lot of spicy cheese. Okay. Um, but no, we're all going to dress fancy <clears throat> and then get drunk and judge each other. That's it. That's it. No, nah, that's not bad. I, I just get to sit at home. Are you gonna watch the kids? Which countdown are you gonna watch? This is different ones, right? What's the one that Dick Clark used to? Is is it still called Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve? I think it's something. I think they kept the dick in it. I yeah. think it's like they Carson's kept, dick. They, I think it's Ryan Seacrest actually. Oh, Seacrest. Yeah, Seacrest oh, took over for Dick Clark. I'm gonna watch that one. But the there's one. a Cooper and Kathy Griffith oh, one. On Kathy CNN, Griffin? Kathy Griff- Griffin. 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 Gryffindor. Yeah, and Kathy Gryffindor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's she does a CNN one with. Uh, the Coops with Anderson Cooper, which is the so only fine. time on CNN that they let him be gay, is That's when he's with it, Kathy Griffin. Well, they don't let him. It's just he gets a little champagne in there, yeah. and the gay comes out. And all of a sudden, he's playing a snare drum with a couple of <laughs> black penises. You know, <laughs> it just happens. Um, but yeah, I, f- I feel bad because I feel like that's the only time he can be truly himself. Uh-huh. You know, he's got to kind of, I don't know. I guess be newsy. Not that he doesn't seem like a super flamboyant person to well, begin with. Nobody's allowed to have any personality as a newscaster. It doesn't matter if you're gay, you, a black guy. There's You can't have any emotion or anything like that. I would definitely watch Gay Guy News. Well, Are you you don't me? remember Todd Brokaw? He would end oh, every so news gay. with a... With a banjo play, like he'd play a banjo song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they let a little bit of that personality slip through. Yeah, it was like uh, have a good night and a big Peter, dick tomorrow. Yeah, Peter Jennings did uh-huh. the whole. He he was live on site nine eleven on a skateboard. That was weird. That was <laughs> lots of personality. I forget that he's the angsty. Yeah, angsty <laughs> anchor. <laughs> anchor. Um, but it, there's you know a bunch of obviously a bunch of restaurants. In Times Square, where they're going to have the ball dropping. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why anybody wants to do that. I've never heard that. Go to Times Square. I know a couple people that have. Yeah, it's terrible. And they've never said it's a good time. It was always like, uh, you can't bring your own booze into there. And you just, you have to stand in the same spot because it gets so packed. You just, you're peeing on the person in front of you. you, There's no public bathrooms. So it's just like you have to void all of your waste. Yeah, I remember my then, fr- yeah stand there for hours. My friend went and this this is literally what he said was he's like the best part was I saw Nickelback. That was yeah the that was best the best part. part of the rockin' nobody's ever New said New that Year's sentence. Eve. Yeah, so but 
Times Square has kind of been Disneyified a mm-hmm. little bit, where it's just, you know, you go to Times Square, you're not going to find some, like really good restaurants. You're going to find all the chain restaurants. Yeah, they've they've cleaned it up and everything. But here's some of the prices of uh, of partying at those restaurants for the ball dropping because you get kind of like a good view of the ball dropping. Oh yeah, I'm, or whatever. I'm sure it's super cheap. Uh, Olive Garden, it is four hundred dollars a seat. And you get a buffet, and you get the breadsticks, but you get a limited view of the ball drop. So basically, you're paying to be near it, and you're paying $400 to eat at Olive Garden for New Year's Eve. Well, I don't know. I actually might I might do this one, because I'm so upset I'd never get the unlimited pasta pass when they come out. Right. To like have unlimited pasta for one day. But if you, <laughs> if you wake up on New Year's Day... And the first thing you do is eat spaghetti. <laughs> Something's it's bad. Good. Not, a start, not gonna be a good. Year. Not a good start yeah. to 2016. Yeah. For 799 dollars, you can go to the Bubba Gump Shrimp, Ooh. a chain restaurant. This chain restaurant was named after a fictional character in Forrest Gump. Yeah, like they really named it after that. After that stupid joke. For so 800 bucks for that. For 1800 dollars, you can get a couple's VIP table at Ruby Tuesdays. You want a cheeseburger? <laughs> and let's see, this is, uh, let's see, oh, Guy Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri, you can go to his restaurant, $700 VIP package, get your apps, party favors, and a bottle of uh, Champers. Butter. Oh. And you get kind of get like front row to the Ryan Seacrest thing. Oh, wow. So you can enjoy Guy Fieri and Ryan Seacrest all in one night. Wow, that, yeah, that's a, a lot of hair to take in. So I totally forgot about this story, Shane. Okay. Until it popped up, and then I kind of got like a uh, like almost uh, deja vu, where I was like, "Oh yeah, I do semi remember that." Remember like the the effluenza kid? No. His name is Ethan Couch, and what happened was a few years, a couple of years ago, when he was sixteen, he in two thousand thirteen, he he had a, he he basically was driving drunk. And then he killed a bunch of innocent bystanders and maimed two others with the car. He was driving drunk and driving under the influence of drugs. And the lawyers, his his lawyers were saying that he has affluenza, meaning that he is so rich and he grew up so sheltered that he doesn't know the consequences of his actions. Okay. Therefore, you can't charge him for murdering people and, and manslaughter and DWI and all this stuff because and give him 20 years in prison because of what his parents have done to him. So he then got like a couple of years probation instead, and it was super controversial. I do remember seeing this this week that he got detained in Mexico. And everywhere was just saying, like, the affluenza team, the affluenza team. And I didn't know what affluenza... I thought it was, I thought it was a flu. That's what or, I thought, too. I was like, oh, my God, this guy with, like, swine flu, essentially, I, is running around the country. They can't quarantine when, this little when bugger. I, when I first saw it, I thought that I've been saying influenza wrong for my entire life. I was oh, like, yeah. have I really been messing it up that bad? It's affluenza? They, I don't know why they give it that medical of a, like a name for a diagnosis, which first of all, I looked it up, not even like a real thing. It's not at all recognized. It's by, like, like pseudo-psychology yeah, almost. It's not recognized know? by the American Psychiatric Association at all. Like, I don't know how they pulled that off as a defense. 
they what they should call it is just rich dick syndrome. Like, right. don't make it sound like it's an actual disease. Like this kid is suffering from the amounts of he's being crushed by the stacks of money. Yeah, this kid's just a terrible I'm, person. It's for me. Like I under, it's it's hard, but I understand not putting him in jail like a sixteen year old because you hope that you can make him better. Like, what benefit is it doing to him in society? If you put a 16-year-old away for 20 years, 25 years, like their brains aren't very good. So I can understand that. What good does it do society to put him on probation and just essentially just giving him a pat on the wrist for killing people? I guess that doesn't do any good. But Shane, I, I, this is my problem. I fall into this rabbit hole where I make everybody a victim and I, I can't stop myself. Like everybody to me, if like they mess up or they kill you, you could run, you could... Drive into a whole farmer's market in California on purpose, and I'm gonna like I'll look at a person and go, "Oh my, what what happened to you to make your brain that broken where you wanted to do that?" It sucks. It sucks being me because I do this to everybody. So what, I, is there a one? Is there an affluenza for poor people? Like I was, I grew up yeah. so poor that I. Don't know right or wrong either. I feel is like, that a defense you can do? Like, I've been homeless for so long, I don't even know what a toilet is anymore. That's why I pee well, outside. When the, the riots happened in Baltimore, I feel like I kind of uh, got the perspective of the people rioting. They're you know black culture that's been oppressed by the white man for so long. And even though they're burning up CVS, it's like, yeah, they got no control over their lives. They haven't had control over their lives for years and years and years and their entire life. Yeah, you're gonna act out in that way. Maybe it happens to rich people too. Like, why? Why should I say it doesn't happen to rich people? You, you know, you're you're living in this weird, super comfortable life where none your none of your actions have consequences. Mom and dad can always take care of it. How would you know right from wrong? Well, you learn right from wrong by when you run over people with your car. They throw the book at you, and you go to jail, and you get things in your butt because <laughs> you can't claim the Bieber defense, and that gets you out of things. You know that means that every child actor in America could just go ahead and murder anybody because if you were a child actor and from the age of six you just had millions of dollars, mm -hmm. you wouldn't know right or wrong, right? God, like Drew Barrymore. She was like 10 years old, smoking the pots, yeah. doing the heroin and crack and cocaine and drinking. Should you arrest her? No, she's a 10-year-old. Like, what age do you go, okay, your brain is is uh, is smart enough to make its own decisions? No, you got to do something. You, for some reason, their parents are so bad at being parents that now we have to step in as a society okay. and we have to put them away for a while like you, and we have to get them like help we this, need to show them like yeah help not don't put somebody murder. in jail for 20 years well yeah but they need to go away because all this is doing is saying hey you know what those four people you killed you just stay at home for a while you know what i mean all right well I, but then like this kid too that was on twitter that this affluenza teen he was playing beer pong. There's some yeah. crappy video of his friend slam dunking a beer pong. But ball. the DA said that they they it looked like him, but they couldn't confirm it. Somebody said they were there, and he was there. <laughs> right. I look. I watch a lot of uh, this, Law and Order. These district attorneys, according to Law and Order SVU, they don't want to take on cases unless they know it's a yeah. slam dunk win. This kid 
what Bernie Sanders needs to do for his campaign is murder this kid. Because wow. he's all about like the one percent, one percent of effluenza yeah. patients. He needs to kill all of them. Well, it, like this is he's like this is what happens when the one percent is taken over the America. If, if I, I'm just going to tell you how I like process things, and, and I'm going to do it on something that's not as life and death situation as effluenza boy over here. But I, I don't know if this ever happens to you, but I start to feel bad. Like, let's say I'm watching a football game, and I want the Dolphins to win. Mm-hmm. And the Bills are winning, and they're killing the Dolphins. And then the Dolphins start coming back and start start to take the lead. I then start to feel bad for the Bills because they were doing good and now their pride is hurt because they are now being beaten by the Dolphins. Or even if like when we played men's league softball, Shane, yeah. if we were beating a team real bad, I started feeling bad for that team, especially if they were in the lead at first and then we started coming back. I start to feel bad for the people that were doing good and then are now doing bad. And I think that's how it transfers over to this. you got a terrible guilt complex, my friend. Yeah. You might even have affluenza, I'd say. You think so? You're too spoiled with the amount of conscience that you have. Sure. You no longer know what's right or wrong. Um, you should go murder somebody. Well, now go he, ahead. he's going to get in trouble because he has probation. I, I mean, I don't know what the rules are, but you have to check in once a day or once a week or whatever. You can, you got to stay in the country mm. when you're on probation. A lot of times you have to stay within you know, city limits or, or a state. He was found in Mexico and not just not like dirty Mexico, not normal Mexico, you know, bad boys too. We're going to fly a plane through all these shanties, Mexico. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like American paradise, Mexico. Hey, he's a super rich kid. Yeah. So he, he was hanging out there and that's how they're going to get him. And, you know, there was people that were just waiting for this. They are waiting for him to slip up to, you well, know, I was to, reading, to make up for it. I was reading. Yeah, I was reading into it. I was like, can he get like retried for his crime and it's like no he can't but says he's broke probation they can now throw the book at him and now he's 18 so he can get like tried as an adult he'd get like adult punishment it's amazing to me like people like mark zuckerberg and bill gates and a lot of these super rich people and this kid right here comes from a super uh, rich family with his name a couch. couch. Seems couch. Yeah, it's got couch money. Um, just uh, how bad they look. Like he's got a bowl cut and some wispy facial hair. Like obviously making a influenza making a bad decision right there with his facial hair. Yeah. And speaking of couch, can you imagine the amount of money they find in their couch? Like for us, it's like <laughs> twenty five cents, thirty cents is a good amount. Like they probably pull out. Benched. Just like relics from Egyptian tomes. <laughs> like, whoa. Forgot, oh. Had these in my Jango jeans. I had those. All right, Shane, you ready? An oral history of movies. This is where we grab uh, six different movies, and you and I try to build the synopsis of the movie, of the story, just based on what we've heard about the movie. You know, for the most part, we haven't seen these movies or we haven't seen them in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I think most of these movies we actually, neither of us have seen because these are like supposed to be the top movies of 2015. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them are still in theaters. These are some movies that are actually, they got awards, yeah, you know, or, or up for awards. So let's start it with um, Inside Out. Inside Out, Shane. What's it about? Uh, Inside Out. Uh, I would like to say that I have not seen this film, but I will take a stab in the dark here. Uh, based on the previews that I saw for this film, it's an animated flick. 
I yeah. think Amy Poehler is in there. Mindy Kaling is in there as well. Uh, a bunch of other people. Yeah. And it's all about emotions. And I remember seeing some news story about how uh, Disney was selling, or Pixar, or whatever, was selling a depression. Like, they actually had depression as an emotion. Like, a character. In the movie? In the movie. This is a G-rated movie? And they were movie? giving it to kids. And it was, yeah, I don't, I don't know who would, but who in their right mind is buying the depression doll? Like, nobody's... Buying the Eeyore right. doll, you know what I mean? Well, maybe like remember how it was really popular those the, those like ugly dolls. Yep. Maybe you want depression doll, you know? Did, maybe you want. But the did doll. the ugly doll say anything? Because I think no, this was no. like, hey, you squeeze the depression doll, and it was like, life is a turtle sadness. Yeah. It sounded like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> the one percent <laughs> of my depression is killing me. <laughs> yeah. um, th- th- Josh Glad has to be in this movie, right? The fat Jewish guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Fat Jewish guy has got to be in this movie. Yeah, I remember this one. Everybody's saying how great it was. And and, and I, I think, you know, it's kind of, it's to me, from what I'm hearing, it's kind of got like the Toy Story 3 syndrome where Everybody adults cried. would be like, Toy Story 3 yeah. was so good. It made me cry. I was like in tears the whole movie. It's like, yeah, dum-dum, you brought your seven-year-old to that. Why would you bring the seven-year-old to sad movie? Like my mom cried at two movies. Toy Story 3 and Passion of the Christ. And she didn't take any little kids to Passion of the Christ, but people yeah. are saying like it's a great movie because it helps people be in touch with their emotions. How much does that suck though? Like as these like kids movie makers, you have to kind of also go for the parents type of deal. Like oh, you're trying yeah. to make a kids movie, but you have to also go for the parents. Like you can't win. Like you if you're going gotta, for both, they're never going to yeah. Do well. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a kids movie, you know, obviously you make it for the kids, but then you s- slip in that hardcore anal innuendo, yeah, like so, through the so whole thing. Right. So it's like parents are like, oh, I get it, but my kid in no way is understanding this uh, inside joke about spitting on your hard penis and putting it inside of a butt. Yeah, nothing better than going to a movie with your kids and they, your kids get to watch you as your as a parent cry. Yeah, you so, know, because they think that you're super bad and you're right, right. you can do anything, but you're watching some animated flick and. You're crying. Your kids are gonna really go like, "Oh man, I should really probably right. think about getting a job." You find your you find your kid like 20 years later, like masturbating to Buzz Lightyear dolls. You're like, "What? How did I trigger this?" That's so weird. So what I'm guessing is Inside Out. It's a movie like uh, it shows the inside of a girl's brain. I'm gonna say she has autism, mm-hmm. autistic girl's brain, and it, it shows how the different emotions drive that kid. And it's gonna Ooh. be like emotions are good or something like that. Yeah, I, I I'm with you on that. Synopsis. Uh, Riley, Caitlin Diaz, is a happy, hockey-loving 11-year-old Midwestern girl. So she doesn't have autism. She's just from the Midwest. Mm. Uh, But her world turns upside down when she and her parents move to San Francisco. Riley's emotions, led by Joy, Amy Poehler, try to guide her through this most difficult, life-changing event. However, the stress of the movie brings sadness, Phyllis Smith, to the forefront. When Joy and sadness are inadvertently swept into the far reaches of Riley's mind, the only emotions left in headquarters are anger, fear, and disgust. Wow. Maybe Mindy Kaling wasn't in it. What do I know? Yeah, whatever. All right, so next movie, The Martian. Shane, what's The Martian about? Once again, not seen this movie, but I have seen some previews, so let me try to make it up for you, Mark. We got a little situation. We're going to Mars. Probably first man team to Mars. We're going to go set up some stuff there. Uh, But things go awry when a storm comes in. 
And all of a sudden, all the astronauts get separated. And all of a sudden, whoa, where's Matt Damon? Oh, he's dead. We got to get off the planet now. So they do that. And then all of a sudden, they, they're looking down through the windows. And there's Matty D. Like, like oh, hi, guys. And then it's like, oh, we can't turn the ship around. Yeah. And then he's just there. And now he's got to... Do they uh, save him, or does he live there forever, or does he die? What do you think? Well, I think he writes the book, The Martian, because I'm pretty sure this is based off a book. So he writes the book, The Martian, and then he sends that back to Earth. Everybody reads it. It's a bestseller, and they go, oh, wait, this guy's still on Mars, so we got to go back and get him. I'm pretty sure that's the plot. That's what you're going to say? Do you know that that's what happens? No. Oh, That okay. is my guess. Um, yeah, yeah, guy gets stuck on Mars. I think they're doing like a mission where... Earth is dying, Shane, and we got to make Mars more Earth-like, and that's what these guys are going for, because I saw one piece, of, one clip where he's, like, got plants going. Uh-huh. I feel like anytime I see plants, they're, like, trying to oxygenate the atmosphere, get some oxygen in there. Sure. Um, so I think that's going on, and I think you're right, you know, like, gets he gets left behind, gets trapped, people think he's dead. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's, like, the underlying message of, like, hey, if we don't stop driving cars... We're going to yeah, hold it's Bernie dead. Sanders all over yeah. again. The 7% of the 1% of the atmosphere is depressed. Yep. This wouldn't uh, happen to Maddie Damon if we didn't have the Prius cars. So I'm saying that, uh, but I'm saying that he gets rescued at the end. Mm-hmm. Also, kind of weird that in the uh, Golden Globes, the Martian is in the comedy category. Well, it's for all the classic Matt Damon He's by himself hilarious. humor. Remember, because like, remember the Tom Hanks movie when he was the castaway? That was a oh, hilarious yeah, movie. It, sure. With Wilson. Yeah. Like that part where he was testing the dummy to hang himself from a tree branch. Oh, so funny. Off of a bluff. So funny. Um, do you ever feel like Mark Wahlberg is the veiny porn star version of Matt Damon? Um, I guess so. He's I, like I the poor man's Matt Damon. Yeah, I wonder how Matt Damon's deck looks. All right, here we go. True synopsis of The Martian. When astronauts blast off from the planet Mars, they leave behind Mark Waitney, um, who's played by Matt Damon. Mm. Presumed dead after a fierce storm with only meager amount of supplies, the stranded visitor must utilize his wits and spirits to find a way to survive on the hostile planet. Meanwhile, back on Earth, members of NASA and a team of international scientists work tirelessly to bring him home. While his crewmates hatch their own plan for a daring rescue mission. Ah, oh, the crewmates save him. Oh. You know, they're not going to send another ship. That's going to take like two years to go get him, right? Yes. Takes two years to get to Mars. So the... All right, that's a real Martian. Okay. okay. Creed. What's Creed about? Creed. Once again, I have to say this. Not seen the film. Apparently, I've not watched a lot of movies this year. But uh, Creed, I have seen the previews. This is super hot, popular black actor guy. Uh, who's in a lot of things now. Uh, yeah, he like started off in uh, Parenthood. And now, yeah. Is he and one I, of the Waynes? I think he's he's either Am one I of racist? the Waynes. Yeah, he, yeah, you are. Okay. He's either one of the Waynes or one of the Wahlbergs. I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, this is uh, Apollo Creed's son. And, you know, he's coddled. He's coddled, man. He's got all this affluenza, Creed money. Man. He's uh, affluenza did up. So he's doesn't know what's right or wrong, but he does know what's right is punching a dude's face in. So he's uh, he's trying he's he's fighting all the other rich kids at school, and they're like, "Whoa, dude, you can't be doing that!" So why don't you join the boxing club? And then all of a sudden, uh, Sylvester Stallone comes out of the woodwork and pulls him out of boxing club. I have no idea. I'm gonna say Apollo Creed, Dada. Uh-huh. He died. Yeah, he's, he's done, man. Yeah, yeah. 
Spoiler. So this kid isn't this kid isn't spoiled affluenza rich. He's on the opposite end of the spectrum. He's one of the guys that could be in the Baltimore riots and I'd be cool with it. You know, it's oh. like yeah, man, burn down a couple CVSs. You don't That's think? Th- I think he's he. I think he's in a bad way. Oh, you don't think the Creedster left any money behind? No, no, no. And After Rocky kind of, beat him like that, oh, uh, maybe did Rocky yeah, beat him maybe, maybe he's like upset that. You know, daddy wasn't in the picture. Sure. And that daddy didn't leave any cash. Sheesh. So now he's got all that anger. But I do remember. It's a redemption story, dude. Everybody has been saying, like, Sylvester Stallone looks so good. So there's going to be, there has to be a scene in the movie where he takes his shirt off and he says Adrian for no reason. Because I'm pretty sure Adrian's dead, too. Is she? I'm pretty sure she's dead. Oh, yeah, or like just a bath scene. Bathhouse scene. Classic Rocky bathhouse scene. You know, they put one in every one of the movies. Okay, Adonis Johnson, Michael B. Jordan, never knew his famous father, boxing champion Apollo Creed, who died before Adonis was born. Boom! butthole. However, boxing is in his blood, so he seeks out Rocky Balboa, Sylvester Stallone, and asks the retired champ to be his trainer. Rocky sees much of Apollo and Adonis and agrees to mentor him, even as he battles an opponent deadlier than any in the ring. With Rocky's help, Adonis... Soon gets a title shot, but whether he has the true heart of fighter remains to be seen. So Rocky's got cancer? Oh, yeah. Right? Rocky's got to have cancer in this. And this is how he's going to, you know, what, what, this is what he's going to leave behind to the next generation. What was the Rocky where it was like a street fight? He like beats up some blonde kid in a dark alley? Uh, street Fighter 2? I think it was like Rocky 4. I don't know. There's one where it ends up in a street fight, and that's the big one. If they were going for reality, though, they would have Rocky like really dealing with his like HGH issues because yeah. that's for sure what's happening. Like in the wrestler, yeah. You know, like, Rocky has heart problems. Yeah, they should just break the fourth wall and be like, "Wow, look at Sylvester Stallone. He <laughs> shouldn't look this good. Now let's do a close up on his penis, sure. his balls. Nothing there. Just right. a raisin." It just. <laughs> All right, still Alice. Still Alice, Mark. You're gonna be surprised with this. Haven't seen it. Oh, really? This is super weird. I haven't seen one of these movies. Is this but, the uh, one with Reese Witherspoon and she's got like a book bag that's really big? No. No? That Was that last year? I think that's not Alice anymore. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. This St- is, no, this is my girl. I know Julianne Moore. Super hot. This like, there's something weird I have for Julianne Moore. She's an older gal, but God damn, she's hot. I'm kind of with you. She's the so redhead, hot. right? Yeah, she, I can't take it. Have you seen, oh, it was a movie with uh, Third Rock from the Sun Kid. Yeah, the masturbation movie. The masturbation movie. She's in it, and just her with, like, a gruff Boston sailor accent. It just did it for me, Shane. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Something. I think I had like a substitute teacher once that kind of looked like her. Yeah. She's got. She's got. She's had the hands of an eighty-year-old since she was twenty. Yeah. But for some reason, (laughs) still freaking hot. I don't know what it is. But yeah, this movie, uh, still Alice. I know. I think she. I saw a clip on some Tonight Show or something like that, and she's got uh, Alzheimer's or something. She's got something going on with her brain where every morning she wakes up and she's like. God damn it, I'm still Alice. Like, and I think that's the entire film. Is like a, it's a time-lapse video of her waking up and just saying, like, God, I'm still, still Alice. <laughs> it's like 50, so it's yeah. like a 51st dates. Yeah, or she's going through a sex change. All right, still Alice. Uh, Dr. Alice Howland, Julianne Moore, is a renowned linguistic professor at Columbia University. When words begin to escape her, she starts becoming lost on her daily jogs. Alice must come face-to-face with a devastating diagnosis. Early onset Alzheimer's disease. As the once vibrant woman struggles to hang on to her sense of self for as long as possible, Alice's three children grow... grow 
Alice's three grown children must watch helplessly as their mother disappears more and more with each passing day. Um. That's still Alice, Shane. Uh, let's see. What's the uh, next one? All right. We'll, do, we'll just do one more. Okay. The Big Short. Ah, here's the thing, Mark. Um, I have not seen this movie. Yeah, I figured. Uh, and I have I've literally no idea what The Big Short is about. Um, we'll take a stab in the dark, though. Uh, this is the recreation of Twins, mm-hmm. where they have the big guy and they have the short guy. It's the big short. I think this is just Steve Carell's uh, mo- newest line of movies where it's like, hey, put a bigger nose on him. And oh, yeah. like now he's an actor or yeah, something. Yeah. Like everybody just trying to pretend that Steve Carell's an actor. Hey, Steve Carell, you know that thing that we really love you for with the whole like making us laugh thing? Yeah. Let's put a prosthetic do- nose on that face yeah. and uh, let's talk about some AIDS. Let's, yeah, to be a bad guy. Okay, be a bad guy, put that nose on. You're so likable. Yeah. We don't uh, like it. So I think this is about the economy being ruined. I think it's going to be one of those. Yeah, yeah. And he's uh, just, like, the whole time it's going to be him in a limo, and it's just like, sell, sell. No, mutual funds. I said you got to go before the red. The number's seven. Yeah, something like that. I did. I lied. I have seen the trailer for this, and mm-hmm. it is like him in a limo. It is the financial crisis. It's the housing bubble pop, whatever thingy that I, that I don't understand. Um, but they're really trying to sell it like it's another Wolf of Wall Street or something like that. We're like, hey, look at all these actors we got, and boom, guess what? It's a Rolling Stones soundtrack. Right. Boom, 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 boom. It's not Rolling Stones. I don't know, but. <laughs> Like, I'm sure it's super, super boring. Well, and I, I watch an Inside the Actor Studio with Steve Carell, which, what, who's the old guy? James, James old guy? Oh, the that guy that do, does it? That does Inside the Actor Studio. He's so old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even think he moves from that stage anymore. They just, he's, they got him there and they're just feeding him old Stanley Kubrick films, <laughs> reel to reel, into his dumb face. But his, you know when it's like a real actor? Mm-hmm. They'll do that thing where it's like, hey, can you get into this character? Can you reach into this character and, you know, whatever. And they, they do super in-depth acting. With Steve Carell, it was like, so when you farted into Dwight's face on episode seven of The Office, you know, how did you get into that mode? And Steve Carell was just like, well, you know, I just farted. And that was it. It was like an hour of that. But Anyways. It's still James Lipton, so it's still... James Lipton, yeah. It's still over the top, right? It's, oh, who knew? Yeah. I don't know why he's Using so, like a mid-Atlantic accent. Like that, James Lipton is the best actor in America, because I can't believe he's still acting like he's alive. Or yeah, acting like so any old. of these douchebags movies are good. Like in Jurassic World 3. It's like, okay, you can't bring up any... <laughs> Any of that? <laughs> can you can you play the character of the, of the, the T Rex? Yeah, yeah. It's a just nothing. Yeah. Um. So uh, I was watching that, and uh, Steve Carell was saying that, like, in this movie, the director he didn't hold back. He did. He didn't dumb down the audience. He used all that financial talk and lingo that oh, that, I, that nobody's gonna understand it's like this sounds like you just made a movie that nobody wants to watch that's this is what i've been waiting for i need more financial jargon if i could just get brad pitt in a beard just reading me my tax like forms right. oh Dude, my god hit me with that w4 son oh. <laughs> okay the big short when four outsiders saw what the big banks media and government refused to the global collapse of the economy they had an idea. The Big Short, their bold investment 
leads them into the dark underbelly of modern banking where they must question everyone and everything. Mm. The big short, Shane. So deep. All right, uh, that's a podcast, right? Killed it. You can listen to us Monday through Friday, 3 until 7 on 94.1 The Zone. Subscribe on iTunes and uh, go to thezone941.com for more podcasts. I just want to say, by that, I meant we killed podcasts. Right. Like, nobody's see. allowed to do it anymore. As a form of entertainment, it is officially it is over. no longer a medium. <laughs> sorry, Kevin Smith. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's all over. All right. Bye. Playing a snare drum with a couple of black penises, you know? <laughs>